2: Okay, we're back for another week of Podcast Madness.
3: Mm-hmm. Good old Black Miss.
2: on this In the studio on a regular Wednesday. Again, thank you for waiting. I mean, it's not like you had any other choice, but I know how some of y'all like to get. So, <laughs> appreciate your patience. Take two, because, you know... Nothing ever goes right. You know, the devil's constantly busy and knows that I can't stand him. And so I feel like that's even further Mm -hmm. reason for him to try and aggravate me. So we're going to try and start again, although we talked about some of this already. And we're going to have to just do this again because audio equipment isn't working today. Because nobody has their shit together and everybody is hell-bent on ruining our lives. So I am... Nisi Nash.
3: And I am Gabrielle Union.
2: This is The Read. Sure is. Jumping into Black Excellence this week, Shonda Rhimes is now the third Black woman to be inducted into the Television Academy Hall of Fame. That is three. Three Black women in 33 years of the Television Academy Hall of Fame. Let us simply clap our hands, I guess. We don't want to do too much complaining for white people. <laughs> will be enraged on us wanting nice things for ourselves. But Shonda Rhimes joins Oprah, the Winfrey. Three, wow. I mean, no surprise, but the first in 1993. That was the 10th induction process situation wow. and in 2011. Diane Carroll... Also joined the, I mean, she's just, Diane Carroll is just so gorgeous.
3: She really is. I don't know if she'll ever do anything that makes my heart smile more than playing Whitley's mama, though.
2: I mean, that was pretty fucking great. Die!
3: Just die! Die!
2: I mean, for me, it might be <laughs> Dynasty, but.
3: Woo, the young kids don't know nothing about all that.
2: No, they definitely don't, but fuck the young kids. Like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> Celebrate, I, give I her young, her whatever.
3: flowers while she's still living, man.
2: But Shonda Rhimes in the here and now of things. Yes. And all that she has accomplished. Uh, black excellence, third woman, girl, you deserve it. What, I mean.
3: I wonder how many flop-ass white men are in this Hall of Fame and yet we only have three black women. I'm
2: looking at the entire list, so I could name names, but why be petty? You know, I'm doing the best I can, just (laughs) Just, uh. living life. Um, But yes, if you'd like, you can absolutely go and look at the list and count them because they're on here. I mean, it's great. Uh, Carol Burnett, oh, that's not a white man. But, you know, there are great names.
3: Of course, of course. And then there are probably lots of, like, random white Boys who worked on shows and like for a season or two in the 80s or 90s, and they're still Cosby there.
2: 91.
3: Wonder how they feel. About, I mean, well, listen, TV is still TV,
2: but it is
3: yikes.
2: I mean, it looks like shows get entered into so i mean maybe the whatever that was then this is now right um all right so congratulations to shonda rhimes um looking out for all of the netflix things that are supposed to be popping soon that should be very exciting because i mean honestly if it says shondaland i'm
3: yes it's got my full attention are you caught up on schmurder
2: i am not i am an episode behind on schmurder but i did see a preview for the next episode or earlier today, and I don't have time to be lollygagging. So that is on my catch-up list. I did get all the way caught up on Scandal. And so now, as mm. soon as I finish this uh, How to Get Away with Murder mini-binge,
1: mm-hmm.
2: then I have to do the walking.
3: Through. I can't deal with Michaela and Annalise beefing like this. Like It really I'm is stressed. devastating.
2: It's I'm really stressed. devastating. I don't know what to do with my life at all right now. I, I hate it.
3: But shout out to Shonda because she made sure them wigs were secured for this season. I mean, without a doubt. Viola and Carrie's wigs are both outstanding. Like, just stand up and give them their own damn round of applause. But yeah, I'm so excited for this episode tomorrow. I cannot wait. Laurel must die.
2: Oh, God.
3: But don't get me started. And Bonnie's feeling herself, too. But anyway, anyway.
2: This week in uh, Hot Tops and Where to Find Them, uh, first and foremost, let me say that, you know, I don't know what the fuck this list is of things, but I'm here. And that's okay. what's most important. First of all, I would just like to reiterate for those of you who did not catch what I was uh, trying to explain on Twitter earlier today, maybe last night. I don't remember. It might have been last night. I don't care. Um, But I did mention earlier on Twitter and Beyonce gave an announcement um, at yesterday's, or I should say Tuesday's, Tidal X Brooklyn concerts that they had to benefit uh, the hurricane victims. Um, Her announcement was just simply showing up. She showed up um, looking like literal cash. Like... (laughs) And a money green dress, a like a purple fur, what is that called? A stole?
3: Uh, yeah, I think it is a stole. Except stoles, I think, have always are the ones I've seen always look a little a little more like subdued. This was like, bitch, I'm very rich. Yeah,
2: like this
3: is my <laughs> And I just decided to drape myself in this, just kind of lovingly let it caress over my ginormous titties. Do you see my titties? <laughs> I got some big old titties, y'all.
2: Um a five, or I don't know it's $5,000. I mean, I simply believe it because Beyonce bought it. Yeah. And it doesn't look <laughs> if like If she I even can. bought it. <laughs> right. Um, $5,000 Alexander Wang clutch that is just a rolled up, bedazzled <laughs> wad of $100, $100 bills. <laughs> like, so what she's saying here by showing up, looking this way to me, like I could feel her communicating with me as a fan mm-hmm. through the photograph. And what she was saying is, yeah. collect, gather all of your poor ass coins of dollars because sooner or later... I'm coming for them. Like, they're mine. They belong to me. You already know this. We've been through this time after time. I'm giving you a heads up ahead of time. Now, when I drop this fucking heat on your net, bitch... (laughs) Don't come crying to me about, oh, well Beyonce, I just don't really have rent, or my kids need formula. I don't care about that. You already know what time it is, all right? Okay, (laughs) if Sir sir and Rumi are eating, they're just fine. They're completely well-adjusted. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They're constantly in nothing above, like, room temperature, unless they want it. Um, And they designed this dress. So... (laughs) I mean, just figure it out is what I'm saying. But all of you girls, I constantly give you breaks to raise kids and have a family and be wealthy. And you don't really do anything to take advantage of that. That's not my fault or my problem. I'm coming for everybody's money. Mm -hmm. And this is to let you all know after you spend your money here tonight to help those in need. Um, you'll be spending your money on me.
3: Yeah, you'll be giving it to me. So everyone just get ready because I'm coming. I know y'all don't have no wad of hundred dollar (laughs) bills because y'all are broke. This is, you know, this is symbolic of Blue Ivy's play money. Honestly, this is just a little nothing to me. But I'm dressed like a rich ass queen because I want y'all to know that, like, I'm coming for the dollars that are mine. So and she's right. Like, I don't even know what she's plotting I've been past matter. trying to decipher Beyonce and you know project shit onto her. I'm way off that. Whatever it is, I'm buying it. Probably two of them. If it's tickets to something, I'm going, and she knows it. So
2: it's it's clear.
3: Just get y'all start putting your little twenty, fifty dollars, whatever. Put it away now. Save up because that bitch don't play. Y'all gonna be on the internet mad as hell time. Damn Beyonce! I ain't even it. got gas money, girl.
2: If you need to get on the two train and start selling peanut m ms or if you I need understand. to have a car wash or do whatever it is that you need to do, like, there simply is no
3: excuse. Eliminate then perhaps, there to keep in with it. the theme, whatever you need to do. But Beyonce
2: showed up to this fucking concert showing you that not only did I give birth, my twins gave birth to a twin set of tits. These hips mm-hmm. are up. My pony is high. I'm not here to play games with you. I'm here to take your money. So just (laughs) give it to me. so all
3: about that body.
2: And let's make it easier for everybody. Um,
3: So thanks so much, you guys. Thank you for welcoming me. Thank y'all so much. I'm going to go now.
2: I mean, that's really all that it is. So I'm just, you know, I'm trying to give you a friendly reminder. um, If it matters to you, and it should, Beyonce is clearly ready to set off again. Into wherever uncharted waters we're going this time, but I'm ready. I don't need to not, like know anything. I'm just band down the fucking hatchets. Whatever I can do to be a part of the journey, I'm ready.
3: Have you seen the Jade Nova video? She does a really great yes. Beyonce impression of like the the planning behind her Instagram. I don't know. Is it a theme? Is it? I don't know what Beyonce is doing on Instagram, but it's just, it's excellent. And it's so, called artistry. It's
2: <laughs> called vision. Um, <laughs> and it's called keeping up with the times. Okay. Yes. And that's pretty much what it is. Um, a
3: real visionary.
2: On the first go-round of our podcast today, I, I mentioned that um, most of us very basic uh, broco's us i shouldn't include myself in this because i don't do this but what the basic people do basic being anyone that's not beyonce at this point um when y'all go for these collages y'all want to give us nine consecutive like chunks of your your headshot it's strange it's weird i'm not gonna like a photo of your nasal bridge or between your brows or whatever like it's just it's, it's it does nothing for me and furthermore once you post another photo right after your collage is done, it fucks the whole thing up. Now nobody can't see your face. What's the point? Beyonce said, you know what? Instagram is fun for me. Like, I don't do nothing but come on here and show you, remind you that I'm rich, my kids are better than yours, and um, <laughs> remind you to give back. But yet I still found a way to take your things and show you how to do it correctly. So mm-hmm. what you do is, first of all, if you don't incorporate your favorite song and... You know, make a video collage that sings perfectly with it on every beat. You simply just, like, make every photo its own photo and then just kind of shop the edge of each. So when you put them together, three by three, because calm down, they look great. So not like, I mean, just what is it going to take for you to understand that Beyonce is the recipe and really you don't have any reason to be mad but
3: inspired? Well, I just when you're right, you're right, friend. It just is... She's just better at Instagram than the rest of us are, period. So, all right. I mean, that's simply that. Come take my money, B. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me
2: Um, Man and his wife were married. Um Lord. <laughs> apparently that was an exciting moment
3: for niggas on online last night. Not really. I think it was I think most people felt underwhelmed, but that I don't think that was the Wobster's fault. I think that was the production team's fault. Cause it just felt really the writing felt really clunky and you could tell that they were going off of a teleprompter. They didn't sound or feel natural with each other or with the guests. And there was constantly like little things going on that made you wonder, like, who the fuck is in charge here? Like somebody's phone going off while Monica was recording her wedding greeting for the wopsters and all that. It was just like, ugh, OK, so BT. it wasn't
2: live, but
3: no. But they billed it as live. That was the other thing. The promotion for the show was so confusing. I don't think people knew it was a 10-part series. I and, damn sure did. See? It. And I definitely think that people thought it was going to be like a live wedding. And because when they first announced the wedding date, they said somebody, one of them tweeted 10-17 a.m., 10-17-17. So I thought that was the time they were getting married. But apparently it wasn't until later in the afternoon. But it still wasn't live. So I just don't understand where BT. I don't know what the purpose of that marketing and promotion was because I think all it really served was to confuse the shit out of everybody.
2: So if they showed the wedding last night or whatever, then what, I don't...
3: It's literally the weeks leading up to the wedding... It's probably Keisha being sense. a bitch at the wedding planner and her friends arguing with each other. I saw a clip where Shekinah was like, How you going to ask Trina to be in the wedding party but not me? So I'm too fat to be in your wedding. And it was just it's
2: like. Not that you're a fat girl. It's that you're not Trina. Right. I
3: mean, and there's big girls in the wedding. So it wasn't, that wasn't it. It's just. It's just maybe y'all aren't best friends or super close or something like that. So I think it's going to be... And
2: Tiny are about to renew their damn vows doesn't mean you have to be upset. Oh,
3: man. I wonder if, if Tiny and Shekinah are still friends. I don't think I've seen nothing. Oh, but I'm not the one to go back and check either. I so, definitely wouldn't know. I think it's just going to be Keisha and her female friends arguing and fussing and yelling at the woman they hired to do this.
2: It just seems like it would have made more sense to possibly start the show with the earlier stages and then lead up to the wedding if it wasn't going to be live Mm -hmm. i simply thought it was just going to be a special that came on last night right and that would have been you know bt's way of teasing the fact that they're going to do their own show right i didn't know that it was like a series so i don't understand why they did it
3: i thought it was going to be a two-hour special of like an hour and 15 minutes of like Getting ready and wedding planning and da 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 da, like what the rest of the series is going to be. And then the last 45 minutes being the ceremony, maybe a peek at the reception, the cake, you know, something like that. I just thought, I thought, you know, we can have a wedding special and wrap it all up right here tonight. I don't understand why this is going on for another couple of months. I think it's going to be difficult to get people to tune in now that they've already seen the main attraction, like, or the main event. So, But I'm not running nothing over at BET. So good luck to y'all. I mean congratulations. With that. I really don't care about weddings at all. Big congratulations. It seems like it may be
2: somebody like wedding specials seem like they're more for people that like either really love weddings or the planning of weddings, which I don't understand. Like I I mean, I guess some people liking that makes a bit of sense. But I don't care about marriage or being, you know, like whatever, (laughs) you know, like
3: weddings are fun. I've been a bridesmaid a lot
2: of times. I think they are so boring. And if I don't have to go,
3: I'm not. Well, standing up there for the 20 minutes or so it takes them to get married is garbage. But the rest of it is fun. The drinking and throwing money at the bride. Maybe that's just Nigerian weddings, but just all the stuff that goes along with the reception is what I'm here for. I always have a good time. So
2: if I can come to your wedding and your reception or whatever and like. A hoodie or just like regular. I'm
3: bows. sure it was a damn good party at the very least. And they walked out to a new song off of his next album about her. So, oh, <laughs> uh, that was good. They had like a mixtape of songs for the wedding party to walk down to. And one of them was a moment like this. so niggas really love Kelly Clarkson. Niggas do. They love a Kelly. Moment. I was like, this is about America Idol, you guys. Like the moment like this. Was when she won that show. It was. I mean,
2: like, I guess it's whatever you want, whatever <laughs> your moment is. Some
3: people wait a life. lifetime to get married. So,
2: <laughs> look to live doesn't mean you're alive. <laughs> Don't worry about me, who I hire. I get what I desire. It's my empire.
3: Oh, get deep on them.
2: Um, So that's the thing that happened. The thing that did not happen is Tony Braxton and Birdman allegedly getting married. So there were some reports this past week that they did that, which confused me very much. The same way that Tony Braxton and Birdman even being in the same place at the same time on purpose together confuses me. But marriage...
3: It's still gross.
2: Um... So after that story came out, a rep for uh, Tony contacted Us Weekly, or they contact, I don't know, whatever. And they said Tony is dating, uh, and she has a new single called Deadwood from her forthcoming album, Sex and Cigarettes, which sounds like it was Birdman's idea to name it that. It will be released in early 2018.
3: Okay. Well, I can't say that I'm looking forward to that at all.
2: Is Tony dating like Tony is dating men, or are you saying Tony's is dating where she's dating Birdman?
3: Yeah, I think that's what, and I'm sure that's what that is. I just
2: have no idea why you would want to date this man on purpose.
3: She really sounds like she cares about him. The interviews and stuff that I've I seen. She, that. I mean, she talks like she does. She's like, you know, he gives her butterflies and makes her feel all nervous and giggly. What and does he have on you, Tony? <laughs> What kind of dirt? Is it like what the Russians have on Trump, girl? Is that why you're there? It's got to be
2: something. (laughs) Because you...
3: (laughs) That or writing some checks.
2: Like you go to like dinner and you're sitting at the table with this nigga and like... The light from the candle is flickering up into that face, and you're just like, mm-hmm, "Yeah, you looking more
3: at of them, this. them hieroglyphics on the side of his face?" I'm lost.
2: Like, what <laughs> is it? A puzzle? Is it a treasure map? What the fuck is that? All of that shit. Like, I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? And you referenced Jermaine Dupri and Janet. Yeah,
3: because that's another. That was another couple I never understood how y'all got together.
2: That one was confusing for me. Nick Cannon and Mariah was confusing for me until Ooh, I was reminded Mariah yes. Mariah's ghetto. And then, uh, I
3: mean, she just is, you know. She is, but Nick Cannon is not, like, I don't know. I feel like if she wanted to be with a hood nigga, she could do way better than Nick Cannon. Not
2: like, I mean, like, I'm not saying, she just... I don't know. You it was know what festive. I'm like, she was in the mood. While, them like having like ring pops at their weddings or whatever the yeah. weird shit that they were doing was just like, OK, yeah, they're both. Joking. I
3: kind of feel like she did that just because everybody was like, Mariah bed, not Mariah. ooh, she better not marry Nick Cannon. Ooh, that would be so crazy.
2: Nick Cannon is not an unattractive man. No. Jermaine Dupree, you know, has mostly done the best he can. Mostly. With, you know, what God gave him. Birdman looks like this and then also is another nigga that went out of his way to worsen it. And I'm just that part I've never like
3: I'll never understand. Do you just like stare in this man's eyes and forge a deep emotional connection with the tattoos on his forehead? Like what what how do you look into Birdman's Birdman's face and be like I'm going to take this seriously? I just don't
2: like, I don't even know that I could have a solid conversation with Birdman for more than 20 minutes without being like, okay, so like, what is this? Like, what? <laughs> you know, like, I would have to, like, break after a while and just, like, there's like, no way I could hold it in. Why? What? Why? Why? <laughs>
3: what do those mean? And what is that about? <laughs> and what is so, this over here?
2: My, like, I'm someone who just feels like like most tattoos on the face I've seen, I don't like them. I feel like, yeah, whether you look good, you don't look good, especially if you do look good, I'm just kind of like, why would would you do that to your friend? Because I look at faces. Mm, yeah. I feel like I look at faces first. I'm always the last to catch the dig print in my group of friends. Like, everybody's always...
3: You'll like, never oh. be later than me. I mean... <laughs> well.
2: But, like, I'm always looking
3: up. Um, the face is more important. Well, maybe not more important. Depends on what you're looking for. That's just, that's... There you go, friend. That's really it. It depends on what exactly it is you're looking for.
2: And maybe Tony's looking for financial stability. I don't know. I have, find that hard to believe. At the very least, the you know the thirty-seven seasons of Braxton Family Hustle, whatever that show's called.
3: <laughs> No, that's what it is. It's the Braxton to, family hustle.
2: At least, have, you know, taking care of like, <laughs> bills and things.
3: Yeah, I mean, I feel like Tony. It, I truly hope she's not like dead broke again or nothing like that. Like, oh girl, I'm not going back down the bankruptcy road with you. But, but see, we
2: I said looking even,
3: Birdman in the face,
2: right? Like there have to be. You're Tony Braxton, right? You're good looking. You're Tony Braxton. There have to be men out here who are just like any amount of my money that you would like. You may have it mm-hmm. that don't even have to look like you know Idris or whoever, but just like the, you Something. know what I'm saying. Because like I'm not no um, like shallow type of motherfucker by any means. I don't think so anyway. No, you know obviously. I mean I know
3: people who are truly shallow. That is not you.
2: I don't think that I have like crazy um, expectations or whatever. I certainly don't think that I'm nobody's 10-11. Um,
3: yeah, you don't have like ridiculously high standards or something like a nigga must have this and this and this. and.
2: It is more so the choice that you made, the choice says that you made <laughs> to your face.
3: Right. that <laughs> that That are leading us to this moment right now because I just don't get it. I just don't. Like, if you got a, a, a cute spirit,
2: that is most important. Mm-hmm. That is that is important. <laughs> so, you know, like that, you can't count that portion <sighs> out. But Birdman also doesn't look like the type of nigga like you you never have to worry about what's going through his iMessage or
3: right like he, he looks like the type of nigga you would constantly be going through his phone and you know he's sending bitches DMs on Instagram didn't they say
2: Keisha Cole smack some bitch in the face because she was um lined up in the house with him didn't we talk
3: about that I'm pretty sure <laughs> so like <laughs> that was a while wasn't it last year or maybe two years I don't know it's all starting to run together now but you know what so that's two beautiful women who could do better Better, and yet are with Birdman or acting crazy behind Birdman. It must be the dick. It's got to be
2: the dick. I refuse to believe it. Dick is plentiful. It's everywhere. Um, but
3: when you find that one, for some reason, no. people just be losing their minds.
2: No. Look at the inbox. There's just simply no such thing as the best dick ever. Because at, like, there are, there are so many. Oh, my God. There are so many niggas that have great dick. <laughs> the best dick ever. You know what I'm saying? And I, even if you go for a nigga that's not a 20, like, mm-hmm. why you did all of this <laughs> to your blood? Look at the top of his head.
3: I know what that is on it i've stared at this picture so many times and i still just can't i don't what know what is I, that okay
2: star you star me now you like, know i don't know what that Starlight, star bright whatever the fuck that shit is on the very top of his head like you look at that like you roll over in the middle of the night and you see that <laughs> and you feel like yes
3: you're like i'm in love i feel good about this person i'm with <laughs> Maybe it is just love. You I just can't
2: have. I'm so. I can't do it. It's
3: a knife. <laughs>
2: like that. Like that. Like that. You know something like that? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, why did fuck? you do this? All of this. You put a knife in betwixt. <laughs> I can't. Just, I was just so lost. Like,
3: I'm really staring. It looks like. You know how some of them walls in the in the Zelda game be having them random symbols and stuff on it? Yes. That's what this it looked like Hyrule. It looks like them eyes and shit. Like it's just random. It looks like a puzzle. It's hieroglyphics on your face. It's just graffiti there. What is what is that in the center of his It looked like fairy? one of
2: those Can You Spot the Difference photos. Oh,
3: uh, <laughs> Where so you gotta go through <laughs> Yes, oh man, so the highlights highlights used to be good for a can you spot the difference feature, yes, mm. wow, and then a big old, st- all this shit on, we didn't even talk about his neck
2: I know niggas have said, like I have a lot of friends, I've dated men with like lots of tattoos and they always tell me, because I don't have any, like if you get one, you're gonna be addicted. You're gonna want to keep getting them and blah, blah, blah. And like, okay, but maybe so you ran out of room and you were so addicted that you were just like, <laughs> let's start the on face, life. the face. Mm. The rest of my skull. I don't like
3: it. So is Birdman tattooed all over?
2: I mean, his neck is I kind of ri- am afraid of knuckles. I would imagine that he's got pretty much covered.
3: And I mean, just was like, I can't stop. Oh yeah, never mind. Here's a picture of him shirtless, and he definitely. Oh yeah, there's Wayne on his titty. I forgot about that. Oh wow. Yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, I like tattoos from the neck down, but
2: I do not. My I love a tatted up neck.
3: Oh, especially I'm not the arms. Lie to you. Oof, yes, God.
2: I love sleeves. I love like I love tattoos. I do. <laughs> I do. But there, this, you may stop. There's leave it a limit. at
3: the collarbone, please, God. Maybe a neck tattoo. May- and like maybe even, even
2: that. <laughs> There is a way to do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just get
3: your mama's name in cursive towards the back and call it a rap. Like,
2: see, (laughs) and that is some old swap me ass. Niggas love doing that. That's a, like, (laughs)
3: go-to thing to do. Like, I don't know. This is awful. This is really bad. All right. We're tattoo shaming. The girls. I, this looks like Harriet Tubman holding a baby on his other titty. Who
2: is, it's possible.
3: Who is that? Or
2: I'm, just him holding Wayne.
3: I'm hoping this is this, pho- it's got to be photoshopped. Lord. Well, anyway.
2: Anyway, so they're not married. They are dating. Although Tamar did say the other day that she felt like they were married or whatever. Maybe she's keeping it secret. I mean, I know why I would, but. Either way, good the luck shame. to you, Tony. You know, you're still a legend and a talent and gorgeous.
3: Even with this that you're doing. Even with this.
2: Maybe this is just a way to remind people how, you know, to accentuate or emphasize your own beauty. I mean, I don't
3: know. I feel like we never actually believe that people could be in love. Like, maybe people are just... Happy with one another and not don'ts no bullshit. You
2: no, know, I I don't buy it. It's very like seldom. <laughs> see, like you know like, like nah,
3: true love. <laughs> but
2: wrong. I'm also someone who I like to to cover all of you know all areas of possibilities if I can.
3: Right. So, so
2: I just I this one I'm struggling with. Right. I just I really am. I'm sorry.
3: Yeah, so, uh, but best of luck to y'all, I guess, or whatever.
2: Um, I want to talk about B2K.
3: B2Ray? Ray2K?
2: Ray2K. <laughs> so, what's, what's Omarion's problem? <laughs> I'm just so confused by this. Like, this isn't even really a story, but, um, the Love and Hip Hop Hollywood Girls, yeah, I'm still watching it. Whatever, I'm a complete hypocrite. Um, but Hollywood is good. Like, Hollywood is good. There's
3: 30 niggas on that cast. It doesn't
2: matter. Like,
3: <laughs> <laughs> when Nina got on that stage, she was like, tonight we got Moniz, KD, what's that light-skinned nigga's name? Rasby. the other little nigga. Whomever. Lil
2: Fizz. If you watch closely right before she started, <laughs> Nina was like, All right. <laughs> <laughs> I just pray for her every single I
3: got a time. list of names to get out right now, y'all. Let me just get through <laughs> Like, Nina
2: is probably the only person in Los Angeles who's just like, I'll, I'll do it. You know, like, like, <laughs> like who can handle it? Who can actually handle done. it
3: Because
2: right. I feel like many other people would either quit or they would get beat up.
3: Or they would take the bait, yep, and start participating in the argument. Like, she's
2: the only one who seems to be able to keep her cool and also get them to answer the fucking question. Right. And I love that she took, what? Uh, Said what took Zell to task for all of them fat jokes. Oh yeah, like after a while it was like, okay, girl, like he's we get fat. It. Yes. He knows he's fat.
3: Okay, Ray is fat, girl. Now what else? Do you think he doesn't know it? <laughs> Anything else? Him and his man are standing right there, knowing that he's fat. So, so now what? Okay, or whomever you know, it's reality TV.
2: Um, but anyway, uh, so that was the thing that happened. But just for me, I was very confused by the fact that um. Omarion apparently is not interested in this B2K reunion that Fizz was cooking up,
3: And that just puzzles Why me. Why not? Right. I don't get that either. Because what about Omarion's career makes him feel like he's too good to, to tour? Now, with Ray J, fine. <laughs> we can all draw a so line. <laughs> but what's wrong with going back with your bandmates? Like... None of y'all were as popping separately as you were together. So why not? Well, Omarion
2: was definitely more poppin' than the rest of them were separately. And I think that that True. has something to do... Omarion also never really... Omarion is... I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of those artists that feels like he didn't reach the potential that he can, given his amount of talent or whatever. Because, like, Omarion, I feel like, has good albums that weren't ever really looked at as, like, this is a really good album. I think Omarion was really like, oh, I loved Icebox, or I really loved (laughs) Touch, or I really loved that one other song. But see, is
3: is Omarion a musician? Was he writing that music? Was he producing any of it? See, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's very easy to be a successful artist if you have the right machine behind you. But once that machine is gone... Right. I mean...
2: I don't know. Like, okay, this is all I'm saying, right? I don't I don't think that Omarion can't have any form of, He's still very young. Omarion can sing and dance. Omarion is, you know, tiny but mighty in the handsome okay. world. <laughs> tiny um, but
3: mighty. His kids are so cute. So,
2: I just don't... Like, it just seems like a good idea to me. I don't see why the black ass not... I mean, right. I was like, all right. I know he just did the grocery song mm-hmm. and... You know, maybe he's feeling like I'm going to come off the heat of that. Mm -hmm. You know when I looked at? That song came out in 2014. Oh,
3: see. I really felt like it was maybe a year and a half ago. No, no. Time is really flying by. I know that he was
2: like in Africa somewhere earlier this year. He put out a song in like February, but that was pretty much it. I like the song, but I don't think the song did very much. It just seems like it would make sense. Monetarily. Right. For you to, to be like, group. okay, let's go ahead and do this. <laughs> like, because
3: is Omarion—I mean, you can be a good singer and dancer, but that doesn't mean you're a good entertainer or a good performer necessarily. It doesn't mean you can put on a good show. Can Omarion put on a good show by himself? I have not seen him, perform, seen him solo, perform solo, so I can't live. answer that, but— it just I believe seems, he's capable
2: just because I know that he's talented, but I can't say for a fact that he does. I don't know what his...
3: I mean, and even though you were more popping with than the rest of them as a solo artist, you didn't transcend what B2K did. Absolutely, right. And your fans right. will still pay 30 50 60 $70 dollars to go see y'all in concert.
2: I think that you would get more people gathered together to hear you and the rest of them niggas sing... Maybe I, guess bump, bump, bump. I was trying to say something else because bump bump Bum is what I always go to. And I know that I know B2K music. Oh, uh, So whatever that other one was called. I but do. I mean, like the B2K, they had like moments.
3: Oh, no, definitely. And I was in college and they were always on 106 and Park. That's what the girls are doing right
2: now. Like, look at Escape. Look at mm-hmm. like SWV fucking did it. Even
3: the white ones. I think Backstreet Boys... All of these girls
2: are out here. They real, first of all, the money is completely in the tour. I don't know if there were like, if Fizz's idea was for them to like record new music together, I was under the assumption oh, that he was thinking like a reunion yeah. tour. Yeah. Which that is the bad, be- that's what everybody is fucking doing. And it right works. Now. It does. <laughs> it like, works. We will go. People are buying nostalgia like it's fucking water. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't even understand. Look at all of these other groups that are out here like creating new group texts with their old band members from the early 2000s and 90s and shit and just hashing it the right. fuck out through iMessage. Like, right. bitch. So I'm just going to come clean like that one time in 2002 where I had looked you dead in your face and asked you if you (laughs) ate my chicken. And you lied. You lied. You said you didn't eat my food. And I know that you did. And I took it personally. And I never trusted your black ass. Like all of the girls are working their issues out and getting on the road. I don't understand. What are you doing? That is like, you have twins. Everybody has kids. I I, I have no understanding as to what Omarion is thinking. I
3: think Omarion realized that the reality TV thing shifted public perception in a negative way, like it does for most people who are on it. So he wisely thought, you know, let me get off of this show. Mess. It's nothing but arguing and Mona Scott Young mess. Like, I get that. But... Being too good for the thing that made you famous. Like, you can't even text these niggas back. Like You don't even have to do no... I mean,
2: all you got to do is is learn some of them old steps that you knew before. You probably even not even forget some them. New ones. Right. And sing the songs that you've been saying. Like, you don't have yes. to just... I don't...
3: Y'all and Pretty Ricky and who them else... Them niggas did it. I'm saying, like, y'all could easily put together a little nigga bands of the early 2000s tour and be just fine. Hit up a dozen states or so. And make your money for the next year. It just I don't, seems like something why to Why not?
2: And money. I'm just confused. Oh,
3: Omarion. Omarion, well,
2: don't. He knows that it's not gonna happen without him involved. He don't want those other girls to eat. That's well, I
3: mean, that's got to be it because it's not like his music is just so popping without the rest of them that you can't understand why he would do it. Even that grocery song, we only cared about because of Janae Aiko's line. Nobody gave a I mean, shit about that song otherwise. So it certainly wasn't facts, no printer. <laughs> that see and that is fact nobody cared no printer oh marion it sounds like ego getting in the way my god (laughs) ray J and that other one really almost came to blows behind this whole idea so dumb
2: because girl where are you going with these ray 2k posters sweetheart like
3: i got a graphic design department they just put it to you don't have no graphic design team stop that lie
2: a shit idea stop
3: that i don't know who you know that can barely put something together in photoshop but a team, it is not. <laughs> that had to
2: be a part of the script. Yeah,
3: Mona had Everybody them made
2: was up. A, was fun. <laughs> Nobody was actually mad at anybody in that situation. I refuse to believe that they even thought Ray Two K was a good idea.
3: I mean, that I felt it had to be a joke. Like, okay, Ray Two K or B Two Ray. No, d- like the, the simple
2: idea fun. of having Ray J replace. Be, right? Anybody. No, that
3: isn't Ray J. Is like, first of all, a cool fifteen years older than them kids. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Ain't Omarion no and them like maybe in their late twenties, push a 30 or so? I don't know. Probably not even that. So maybe
2: like 30 or early 30s, something like that. Uh, whatever. whatever. <laughs> um so speaking of the scream tour, Bow Wow further embarrassed himself uh, this past week when he posted a photo on Twitter um with the caption where it all started. The photo is uh what is this Double XL? Was it the Double XL? I don't know if it was Double XL or if it was Vibe, but it was from Oh, I think it was Vibe. A spread uh featuring Death Row artists from back in the
3: 90s. Yeah, that was the Death Row cover on Vibe.
2: Right. So Look, someone with a, you know, very interesting sense of humor decided to Photoshop a child Bow Wow into this death row photograph Mm -hmm. and that is what he tweeted here talking about where it all started (laughs) followed by a photo this one I'm assuming is real of him between uh, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg when he was around six years old I guess yeah he was a baby so um, he got flamed for posting this photo on Twitter of course and said I was on death row at six which is first of all not well, we don't know if entire if it's entirely accurate.
3: Well, I remember cuz there's no evidence
2: that he was like officially signed. He okay, definitely there you like go. right, ran he the was streets.
3: affiliated, right. That whole nephew thing with Snoop right. and all that. So, I think I thought that, but I don't know if he was ever really Like, under contract with them niggas.
2: I thought that he was just Snoop's protege. I never even knew that he was really, like, death row affiliated like that. I just thought, Mm -hmm. like, Snoop's name is Snoop Doggy Dog, Little Bow Wow. Like, I thought that he was more so. I thought it was, like,
3: a just a a a natural thing. Right. Thing.
2: But anyway, like, he claims that a fan made the photograph and sent it to him and it brought back memories. And that's why he posted it.
3: What memories?
2: You weren't. You (laughs) You were were
3: a child. (laughs) Um, what was you? Really, what was you really out here doing with these? You was banging with these grown men.
2: I mean, when I was six, I probably was just eating Lunchables. So I mean, my six-year-old experience <laughs> is probably not that memorable. Maybe for him,
3: maybe so. If you
2: remember like smelling black mouths and you know, like yeah. like rubbing a fur. Rug.
3: He had to. He had to break the weed down by hand. You know, it builds character.
2: Put hair on your chest. That's what niggas say. Like put hair somewhere. Like
3: let the little nigga grow up.
2: (laughs) Like no, like you can't baby him
3: forever. Like he's seven. He's not not supposed to be rolling fucking
2: blunts. Um. So I mean, I just don't understand why Shad would put himself in another. Like you already.
3: Even if a fan did send it to you, why would you tweet that? That is what is stupid. Why you literally set yourself up? For people to clown you and drag and be like, Bow (laughs) Wow, what the fuck are you doing? It don't make no sense. I'm pretty sure
2: at this point he does this shit on purpose. Like, I don't think that he minds being dragged the way that he acts like he does. I think that he simply likes being discussed because otherwise, why would we be discussing him?
3: Like, this is just the label roster and I was just posting it for that
2: Cause you know that your motherfucking you ass is not in like, this picture, right? You know that's this picture is fake, and you knew that niggas were going to clown your ass when you posted that. You don't mind. You right. just like being. That has about. to be
3: it. Cause if you had been like such a memorable, integral part of death row you probably would have been in the picture. Like,
2: no shade. He, I mean, You nigga, came along
3: too late or you was just an infant, so. a
2: fucking six-year-old was signed to death row records Child. back then. I feel like somebody, unless it was against some kind of labor laws, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, I feel like somebody would have been like, let's get that little bright-eyed baby to come in here and also be a part of the You
3: nation. know what it probably was? Some nigga shit. Like, oh, his name Lil Bow Wow. You know, that could be Snoop's little protege. That could be Snoop's, you know, little nephew or whatever. Snoop he named write- him. Yeah, like he could run around, and you know, I'll put my little cosign on, have him in videos with grown women touching and caressing all over him, which still disturbs the shit out of me.
2: I don't even think that anybody's denying that you were affiliated with pe- these people again. I think that we we'll remember. People, yeah, remember. it wasn't that long ago. It's still like this is still a fake picture, and it's odd <laughs> and it's funny looking, and it's obviously fake, and it's Man. just like you know that people like I don't. Whatever. Good luck in life. At this point, I feel like I'm just done with Bow Wow because, as I've said, at a a certain point, you have to just claim responsibility for opening your mouth and giving these people further uh, opportunity to show their ass because they don't care... That you're dragging them the way that you think that they do. (laughs) A lot of, like, a lot of them want you to.
3: Right, Because you're talking about
2: them and they can find some way to finagle that into whatever half-pence that they need to get, you know, a Happy Meal or whatever that month. Not specifically Bow Wow. I'm sure that Bow Wow can at least get a large fry. But what I'm saying is that overall, like, this type of behavior is like, okay, you just be in Bow Wow because that's your...
3: Remember that video he did that Solange was in? What song was it?
2: Oh, God.
3: I want to say puppy love.
2: Don't get me to lying. I'll just agree with you.
3: It was adorable. Man, who would have thought? I never would have thought back then Pow Wow would have ended up like
2: this. I kind of did.
3: I really didn't. I thought he was just going to grow up to be fine. And
2: when those full-grown women and all of their cleavage were Harlem shaking. that was gross.
3: So, so deaf.
2: In that video, that's all like, oh, yeah, this nigga ain't going to be shit. That
3: was disgusting. <laughs> I said, who is around this child? I mean,
2: who? Clearly. who
3: is raising this baby? Where's his mama at? This is crazy.
2: Um, speaking of niggas who just want to be discussed, Tyrese is back, um, and this time he's not addressing The Rock or the moment where The Rock on set, I'm assuming, of ballers decided to let us know that he listened to Black Rose and it was like someone taking a shit in his
3: ears. (laughs) Um. Somebody told me that was like a joke video that he did a while back. I'm sure that it was. That's too bad. (laughs) Because it just seemed so ruthless. Like, I like it, but...
2: Now he is um, apparently taking jabs at Young Jock. Um, but the most offensive part of this story is that he is also alleging that he will be releasing a rap album.
3: Shut up! Oh
2: God, I'm just.
3: I'm How are you just... tired already?
2: <laughs> so he posted one of these, um, those memes of Young Jock with like a photoshopped lady's hairdo. Like, one of these, like, hair show... Oh, God. ...hair dudes. You know how they be doing. I they do. did it to Big Sean. They did it to him and a couple other... Charlamagne. Right. Oh, the Charlamagne ones are great. <laughs> um. So, he posted this photo of Young Jock, and this is the caption. <clears throat> Who's responsible for niggas getting a pass for letting this shit go down in hip-hop? What? It didn't go... The picture's not real. How did the OGs in this game <laughs> let this go? This is the new image of hip hop I'm just, like what? i I wanna talk about punctuation, but it's always not okay. Why is this okay? Here's my message to ice cube eazy e Buster rhymes. <laughs> Tupac, Snoop, he's, he's fully dead. EZ he's definitely he is dead. No longer with us? He's definitely dead. Also Tupac. <laughs> Snoop, corrupt, big, <laughs> Dr. Dre and run DMC, Lil a, Ken,
3: Jada Kiss what
2: the fuck are you talking about what
3: do you mean you have a message for dead niggas
2: I vow to honor the culture and disrespect it on any level with what I'm about to do with this identity theft album I'm gonna rewind that because he fully said (laughs) I vow to honor the culture and disrespect it on Any any level with what I'm about to do with this hashtag identity theft album
3: so you're just going to contradict yourself in the same sentence. I value to honor you and shit on your legacy. What in the black
2: st- ass realness <laughs> is this nigga's problem? How
3: come Tyree still has not learned to read over his Instagram captions? It takes before seconds. he po- It takes just, well, but if you don't know the difference anyway, reading over it is I not going to help. True. But my nigga, I think had you just stuck a knot in there between and and disrespect, the meaning of the sentence would have totally changed. Like, so you are going to honor us and then disrespect us on any level, like any level you could find. This new album is inspired by Jay-Z. Nope. Nope. I'm stop tired. it right the fuck there.
2: I'd like you to know that he later deleted this and then posted a photo, I think, with himself and Jay-Z. I can't remember who else was in the picture. And then he just took out the who's responsible for this part. But he did keep this new album is inspired by Jay-Z, which is laughable. <laughs> this part's great. My motto is hashtag identity theft double album is Jay's spirit, Puck's soul, and oh. sonically Dre's ears. We don't even have to get into why that doesn't make sense. As a Dre's,
3: wait, hold on. Jay's spirit and Puck's soul. <laughs>
2: like, we don't even have to, like, dissect Wait a minute. the nonsense that is whatever the fuck it is he's talking about. But this is his motto.
3: That sounds the like... The album is
2: Jay's spirit, <laughs> Pac's soul.
3: That sounds like that commercial word the girl's going, that's like saying, you're a ghost and I'm a spirit.
2: Right. <laughs> I'm like, nigga, what? And sonically, Dre's ears. No,
3: so it's... So it sounds like Dr. J's ears. Is that what you're trying to say? Thank you. <laughs> what? I'm lost. Uh, I know words mean things. They mean.
1: They have they meanings. Have liter- you can't like just say whatever one the fuck. All oh have a God.
2: definition. <laughs> like all of them. Every word. Uh, I know your first instinct is to say, "Get the fuck out of here." Yeah. It's. You said a sub <laughs> There's at least one fact in here. Put me in the singer and oh my god okay I know your first instinct is to say get the fuck out of here put me in the parenthesis oh, no. singer and actor box and throw away the key ends like why did you put that in parenthesis what are the
3: parentheses for? <laughs> you know parentheses are for like a side thought that would otherwise no, derail that. your sentence no he doesn't know that <laughs> It's not just
2: a
1: continuous
3: (laughs) ellipses.
2: But you will see, folks, very, very soon that this rap album (laughs) is far from play play.
3: Oh, no, girl. It's all play play.
2: It's all play play. Then he hashtags a bunch of people, Chris Lighty, which...
3: Chris Lighty is no longer...
2: What the fuck is... Are you a shaman? Like, what is... (laughs) I came here, this album will change hip-hop, save this post. I did this for the culture, laugh now, dick ride later. Wow. Young Jock uh, posted, I was going to play what he said, but basically he just said, um, like, in a really classy and respectful and hurt way. Oh. (laughs) Was kind of like, I feel like you you have enough money and better things to do to just be <laughs> making fun of me. Like, all wow. of a picture that's not even real. Like,
3: like, nigga, do you really think I bleached my hair and got it done in this auntie-ass hairstyle with the hard-ass Marcel curls on? <laughs> Bitch, really? Like, come on, nigga, you did a, awful lot i between.
2: really went and got this parker's ass
3: hair yeah just for i did AMI. that no i did that yeah it's sad when young jock sounds like the reasonable one hello any given like conversation he said i'm praying for you my dear
2: brother i'm not gonna come for you like you came for me instead i'm gonna lead by example redirect your energy fam hashtag pray for tyrese that is a hashtag that i can get behind yeah yeah tyrese responded on sh- the shade room and said <laughs> That dress wasn't photoshopped. Stop it, man. The culture deserves better. Using you to promote my album wouldn't promote my album. Hip-hop deserves to be... What? Hip-hop deserves to be upheld. What? R.I.P. to Big and Pac.
3: What the fuck? (laughs) What do those sentences even mean? I... Do not. Do I don't not. like the the subtle homophobia that's all over this. Thank you. Like ladies' hairstyles and putting on Thank dresses you. means that you're fucking up the culture and disrespecting real hip hop and all. Like let's Thank you. let's not. Because all it takes is a couple people to be like, so what exactly is the problem? I mean, these niggas is wearing dresses, young thug and. Who's that other one who had on a white one the other day with a bustier type thing? I don't know. Niggas is out here wearing dresses now, and it is what it is. I don't really give a shit. But Tyrese's whole thing about oh the culture, I have to come save it. Who let these new niggas do this?
2: And you feel like that is you? You
3: are not it, my nigga. Is the thing (laughs) you are not it? Wow, Tyrese got to go.
2: That nigga is lost.
3: How is he gonna rap when he can't write?
2: I don't know. Maybe he's got like insomnia or something, and he's living every day through hallucinations. I don't know what the fuck is going on with this nigga. But he's another one who's now going out of it. You've switched from The Rock bothering him for working.
3: The Rock put out that video and said, "Little crying ass puppy, stay on the porch." And it's been quiet.
2: Ever since then, <laughs> Ever he's since been then. very minding my business.
3: Because his face looked like, I know I'm The Rock and I'm real nice. And I take pictures with, like, kids who have cancer. But don't fuck with me. Remember. You forgot who I am. That I, will, like, I can kill you. Like, right. With one hand. Just <laughs> with a hand. The Rock's arms are bigger than your legs. What are you- you're going to play yourself.
2: Like one simple throat chop. And that's just and it that's for it. you speaking to anyone ever again. Like, why are you bothering me?
3: Nigga, you're not about to rap. And if you are, it's going to be garbage. He
2: posted something in the studio, right? Oh, no. So this is really going to happen to us. Uh, I doubt it. Somebody somewhere is going to just be, I mean, unless he's going to release it independently and just give niggas something to laugh at. But here's the thing. He posted a video, identity theft, double album, hashtag EP. So
3: <laughs> so is it an album sense. or an EP?
2: <laughs> so he posts this whatever, I'm not going to play it, but it's like whatever rap song and it says, um, his caption says, Black Tie Featuring Future. This is an early reference. The person rapping on the song when it's played is very clearly not him. Okay, And he put in here hashtag ghostwriter. So are you are you so, admitting that you're not
3: writing it? No, gotta be. So somebody else but you're doing better your, for the culture I'm right lost. so how exactly are you supposed to save hip hop if you're not even writing your own fucking songs you're not even writing your own verses that's the first thing niggas tear each other apart for so what about you and this grand plan and why is it called identity th- you know I don't care I don't care it, I'm not going to listen to that fa- that is all that it matters that's like all. that's <laughs> that's
2: really it. it and even in here again he's talking about this album is inspired by J Spirit Pac so sonically, drabier that. stop that what does like, that mean
3: Jay Spirit and Poxo. These are. <sighs> okay. All right. I'm sorry. I just. How embarrassed. I'm really confused by this. Like, I'm starting to develop a headache trying to understand Tyrese's words. But you can't make sense out of nonsense. Shout out to Kia. It doesn't happen. And I just. I need to stop trying to get to the bottom of
2: this. So, I mean.
3: I would rather go see Tyler Perry's Boo Too, <laughs> a Medea Halloween. Then listen to Tyrese try to rap.
2: So let me tell you that the first one is on TV now. It's on cable
3: now. You saw it. (sighs) Did you love it? Did you actually crack up? Girl, please. I was hoping you was going to be like, plot twist. It was
2: amazing. I watched this like, okay, I want to see like if it's as bad as I think that it is. It was worse. There's a and sequel
3: though. It must have done well.
2: I think that, that Tyler Perry's probably got enough money to keep to put out as many as did. Regardless it didn't of how seem they seem like before. he spent a whole lot on it. He probably didn't. So the thing is <laughs> it's just so poorly written and it just seems like they just kind of like sorta of go with whatever the script is. Mm-hmm. Because like Tyler Perry is like playing somebody's daddy, and that was awkward enough because it seems like whenever he's not playing Medea in a scene, it's like he's struggling not to break. Become into Madea. Madea, yes, and it's so interesting to watch. But then sometimes, like he will say something to one of the characters, and then Madea will come in two seconds later and say like the exact same thing, the same way. It's just like weird. Like it's and it had very little to do with halloween like i guess there was like i honestly like i might even lie i watched maybe like the first half hour of it and it was unbearable and i left oh, on with wow. link okay she never she's never gonna forgive me.
3: But <laughs> I was like, wait, did she come in there like nigga, fuck if you don't you.
2: comment her this shit? Like she really eventually <laughs> just came into the room and just got up into the bed with me and I just let her. Like I was just like, <laughs> I feel you. I'm <laughs> done watching it. Um but I went back out there towards the end of it and it was it was more it was more about you know how Tyler Perry does this like
3: weird preachy. Yeah, there's always stuff. a message or something. Yeah. Cause baby,
2: that is your one and only daddy. You ain't got no other daddy right now. You need mm-hmm. to respect him. And pull your damn hands up and like that's Love Jesus. It came all the way okay. around. Of back course to it did. That
3: a Halloween had, movie?
2: It was just so <sighs> And I would love I would have loved. To come in here and be like, it actually wasn't that bad because you know I would have said that if it
3: right, was but girl, if it no. was like really funny and Medea was like, I don't do that Halloween
2: nonsense. I can't even imagine how they're how or why they're doing a second one. Besides, maybe a lot of people just off of the strength of it being a Halloween Medea movie, maybe actually went. What well, comes to go out see on it. Friday,
3: so maybe we should go that see is, it. You
2: who are a <laughs> enti- listen, no.
3: I'm scrolling through the cast to see, yeah. I think he decided he was going to make more money by not hiring a bunch of the big names. Because, you know, most of Tyler Perry's older stuff, like the stuff that was adapted from stage plays, he hired some pretty big names to be in those movies. But this is like a couple of people we've seen before and then a bunch of.
2: I recognize a couple of people from like social media.
3: Okay, I don't. But. Maybe is,
2: one or two of them. This is
3: a lot of lights and whites.
2: But I definitely think Tyler Perry is the biggest star in the movie.
3: Oh, no, definitely. Definitely. I recognize uh, the lady from Meet the Browns.
2: I mean, I, that hardly counts.
3: She's in there. Because I feel like most
2: of them just come to work when Tyler Perry tells them.
3: Yeah, people. I don't know. I don't know Patrice Lovely or Diamond White or Lexi Pantera. These are all brand new names to me. I mean, so. there's no
2: shade to any of them. Know, I'm sure it's not, they worked hard on it and had a good
3: time. But just because I don't bad. know who you are doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean this girl has two million followers on Instagram. I'm oh, the little nobody. Black girl? No, the the Lexi Pantera. I don't know. Diamond, for some reason when you Google somebody, Instagram tells you immediately how many followers they have on
2: Oh, they do that now.
3: Well, it's not like in the results, but Instagram always is like the first or second link that comes up, and the number of followers they have is right
2: oh, there. I, I don't even remember which one this was. I think maybe so. She was
3: Diamond of White. I'm something. sure she's popular and like really lovely and all that. But I think Tyler was like, I can hire a bunch of people who are popping on the internet or something right. like that for way less than them real actors. Who be having like requirements and like millions of dollars and riders right. and shit.
2: Okay, yeah, Diamond White is the girl who was like the main character. She's a okay, very yeah. pretty girl. No,
3: she is. She's gorgeous, but you know, this just looks movie like was just, money was saving tactic. If you if the writing was that bad, then he probably not hiring his regular writers anymore either. Just being like, fuck it, I'm established. I can put out garbage and people will still come see it. It felt like it was like half improv
2: or like they didn't really like or maybe it was like written the week before or something. It was it just Ooh, wait. I, it was awful. Huh. It was it was awful. It, well, yeah.
3: You know what? I'm going to see it. I'm going to watch it. The, Since it's on TV now, I'm sure I'll catch a rerun.
2: The one with that devastated crying girl is better than that one. Like by far.
3: Well, I don't even know which one, one that is. On.
2: The one that I always mock.
3: I haven't seen one. Oh, yeah. You don't like I haven't that. seen one since the family that prays. That was the last Tyler oh, Perry movie I saw.
2: Definitely didn't get. And
3: I enjoyed the family that. Well, for
2: wait, my... is that the one with um Kathy Bates? Yes, in it? it is. Oh, I did watch that. Mm-hmm. That one was good. For the
3: most part, I thought that was pretty good. But I love Kathy Bates.
2: All right, let me give Tyler his his his. Um,
3: yes, there you go.
2: The family that prays was good. I really loved the first. Why did I get married? and yes me um, too the one with Idris Elba and Gabrielle Union Daddy's Little Girl oh
3: yeah Daddy's Little Girl is
2: really good um and I feel like I'm missing one but he has he has a couple of films that he's done like after Medea's Family Reunion what about it?
3: Is that the one that you liked and forgot that you liked it?
2: Definitely not. Okay. It's one of the worst movies I've ever watched in my life.
3: <laughs>
1: and
2: it was still better than this Halloween one.
3: Maybe I could do bad all by myself. No. Medea's mm, Big Happy Family?
2: It was one that Medea's not in. Oh. Or if she was, she like popped in for like five seconds. Oh, not for I color have... girls. No. I found the ones without Medea in it I end up usually liking a lot more.
3: Um. Uh temptation confessions of a marriage (laughs) counselor oh god that
2: one was so that's the one with kim kardashian in it
3: so he's only yeah there's only five tyler perry movies that he's not in and those are it so you must be thinking of one that he is in
2: well maybe it's just those and i'm
3: imagining and you're not forgetting one one, yeah
2: those i definitely enjoyed the ones that i just mentioned
3: Yeah. Well,
2: I don't know. It's, I don't know what it it is about the Medea one. Oh,
3: yeah. I can do all bad, bad all by myself was totally different in the movie than it was in the play.
2: Oh, yeah. Definitely. All of them are. All of the like adaptations of the play, they keep like some of the story, but then for the most part, it's kind of. Mm.
3: I remember that one being like totally different though. It was just like, this is not at all mm -mm, like just totally different storylines. Taraji was in that one. And what? And I could do she was a star.
2: Oh yes, 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 yes.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Ooh, Brian White. <laughs> maybe it is
2: maybe it's all I could do Bad all by myself. It
3: was probably Taraji's performance that when had you, you said like,
2: when you said it at first I was thinking of a diary of a mad black woman. I oh think it was the
3: first no. One. no. No, no,
2: no. <laughs> that's Yeah, not no, it. I think it might have been that. Yeah, one. it
3: probably is.
2: I think she's doing another movie with him. Um but I could be making that up too. I don't know. I get high. Anyway, so that's it. We were rambling. Um, that's it this week for, uh, Hot Tops and The Cursed Child. We will be right back. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash The read ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmerder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. All right, so we're back, and it is time for uh, the Listener note. letters. That's the other part. It's time for our letters.
3: <laughs> it is send your questions to asktherita.gmail.com. We're going to start off with a girl who says she has an anime question for you, Kid Fury. I saw on Twitter the other day that you're watching Boku No Hero Academia. I wanted to know who some of your favorite characters are on the show, and if you could choose a quirk, what would it be? Um sincerely T.
2: so i love this show it reminds me a lot of naruto actually but hmm my favorite characters so far i love i don't know any of their names i know the girl who uro uro rocco i don't remember her name the girl the gravity chick is dope okay um I like Deku, the main character, although I'm still trying to wrap my head around all that's happening to him. Um, and Deku. I. Yes.
3: Okay. I thought you said Goku.
2: And I love the chick with the vines for hair because I'm just really gay and I'm a sucker for any character that can, like, control things or move their hair around, beat your ass with their hair or whatever. Um yeah, and I know I love. There's so many of them, and I'm sure I'm forgetting a ton of them. But so far, like those are my favorites. She
3: mentioned Hitoshi and Midoriya and Todoroki.
2: Uh, so Todoroki is pretty fire. Okay, <laughs> no pun intended. He's fire and dice. He's awesome. Couldn't remember his. No, he name. controls the elements. Well, just fire and ice. Oh. Like, one side of him can control fire, another side of him controls ice. He got the ice, I think, from his mama, maybe. And his dad is fire. And he resents his dad, so he tried at first not to use the fire part, but now he's just trying to live in how sickening he is or
3: whatever. Mm, and exotic.
2: Um, Who was the other one? Those are the ones that she likes?
3: She likes, yeah. And Midoriya?
2: Midoriya and is, um, is Deku.
3: Oh, okay. I mean, Hitoshi apparently can brainwash people.
2: Oh, um.
3: I might be saying that name all wrong.
2: I think you're doing fine. I didn't care for him. Okay. I thought, though, like, the first scene that I saw him in where he was actually fighting somebody was interesting. Um, and I liked kind of a bit of his backstory, but for the most part, I don't know. I guess I liked, like, the zany, wild characters. I love the chick who can, like, pull weapons and items and stuff from her skin. That's strange. Yikes. If I had uh, a quirk. Hmm, I don't know which one. I would try to pick one from the show, but I don't know which one mine would be. I would probably actually pick um the asshole guy, the one who's like he used to be friends with with Midoriya. Now he's a jerk. Is it Izuku? No,
3: no, it's not.
2: I don't remember his name, but the one, the guy who he's kind of like his rival. Okay. And he can, um, Bakugo, I think is his name. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying, <laughs> but basically he can, like, like his, he can, like, set his s- sweat on fire. Or I don't know how to, like, describe it. Gross. But he can. Creates fire explosions Mm. from his hands.
3: Like the fire wand on Breath of the Wild.
2: And he wears, like, these giant grenades on his wrist, so they, like, store up the sweat while he's fighting. And then he can just, like, blast it I thought that was awesome. But he's kind of a prick, and also looks like a Trump supporter, so I don't trust him.
3: Well, I mean, it sounds disgusting, but being able to use, like, your own sweat as a weapon has to be amazing. Like...
2: I mean, you've always got what time. What a moment,
3: right. All you have to do is like get yourself all worked up. Okay, hope that answered your question, T. Let's dive right into the rest of this. The first question comes from Jamie, who says, I met this guy on Tinder. He's an executive who's going through a divorce. I understood what he was going through, so I never pushed for a relationship, but we hung out every week. I got into a car accident that was my fault and had no idea what to do. He selflessly offered to pay for my Uber ride to work and gave me $500 for my deductible to get my car back. We agreed I'd give him $100 every pay period until I paid him back, and that's what I was doing. We got to the point where I only owed him 200 I had the money ready for him, but then he ghosted me. I texted and called him several times, reaching out. I even went to his house weeks later, thinking maybe he dropped his phone in a pool and lost all his contacts. Mm. Girl, you was you was reaching mm-hmm. in your mind. <laughs> but anyway. I mean,
2: that's healthy. No, it's better than, you know.
3: Uh, well, well, No, I
2: can't think of anything. <laughs> Whatever. Go ahead.
3: When I got to his place, I knocked on the door and I heard his dogs go crazy and I heard a woman trying to shush them. He asked, who is this? And I t- so told him my name. He says that he couldn't talk right now. That was in June. He originally stopped talking to me at the end of April. <sighs> okay. So the other day I received a message that he's sorry for the way he treated me and he needs the money that he lent me to move out of Vegas part of me is like fuck you I tried to get in contact with you back then and you played me oh well but then another part is like well he did help me when I needed it so maybe I should just give him the rest of the money what do you guys think I work for a hotel in Vegas and we've recently been under the spotlight due to the massacre and I know he reads the news so I'm thinking the only reason I popped in his head to begin with is because he knows where I worked He did send me a message. It said, I helped you out without a thought a number of times. We agreed that you would pay me back for your car. I am in need of money. Please let me know when you can drop it off. You don't have to see me. You can just leave it outside. If you do want to see me before I leave, then let me know when you're coming and I will warm up the hot tub. What? What? Oh, so. So you're in your feelings because you didn't so get a response? So she's, right, she's upset because he ghosted her, but also she still owes him $200. He's about to move and he wants his money back and she's debating whether she should give it to him or not. Give
2: it to him? What are you talking about? Just give him the fucking money.
3: Well, I mean, I, I think she's in her feelings because she tried like they were on like a payment plan type situation but then he just decided to stop texting her back and calling her and seeing her like he literally just ghosted her out of nowhere and now he wants his money and I think she's, you know, just feeling a way about it and I, I I can understand that, actually. I can understand
2: that, too, but I also would rather have a clean conscience and know that you can't come to me and say nothing about that fucking money ever in your life because I have it, now you have it. Right. Goodbye. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why. Hmm. And I you mean, don't have to see him either. He's not expecting for you to come and get in the hot tub with him. You could put that shit in the envelope. You could mail it to his ass. I mean, like, I don't... You could do a deposit or something in the bank for him. You don't have to...
3: I don't understand if he's some big executive why he's coming to about $200 because it just seems like even the 500 would have been something that meant almost nothing to him. I understand the inclination to be like, fuck you, you know, you hurt my feelings so I'm not going to give you your money back. But all that means is that, like, now y'all have this kind of shitty tie between the two of you that doesn't have to be there because exactly. you do still owe him that money like it's his money and you did agree to give it back i would just to be done with him forever exactly that's just what to I'm just to say okay i'm done i'm finished like this was a shit situation and it went all the way to the left but fuck you you're moving so let's just let that be the end if of it if you're
2: in your feelings about it that deep then you should just give him the money so you don't ever have to hear from, like you then have no reason to ever hear from him again mm. if you don't give him the money then he could if you wanted to keep pressing you about it you got to keep hearing about it or worse like try and come after you over two hundred dollars or something goofy or talk bad about you I don't know it doesn't matter if you have the two hundred dollars to give him mm-hmm. I would just give it to him so that you can be done with it forever and right. I would not go and get in nobody's fucking hot tub because for what if you want to get in the hot tub with me we could have done that when right
3: I the music. fact that he even put that in there makes me feel like whoever. He he was dealing with before it's gone right and so now he's just like so bring me my money but if you want to see me just let a nigga know oh
2: no no thanks Uh, but here you go
3: yeah yeah i would play that like there's actually nothing i want to do less than see you i've been waiting on the opportunity to give you money thanks for hitting me back nigga. like you could have had this in april but you didn't want to act right so here it goes and don't ever call or text me again let you leave in vegas be the end of us ever fucking around with each other thank you so much so let us know how that goes our next question do you have advice for somebody who just found out their daddy is gay because i feel like i don't know how to handle that if I you're, don't if you're gay, gay and gay as as and your dad is like super homophobic and then all of a sudden you see his pictures on a for a or something i feel like i would be traumatized and i don't huh so this question comes from let's call her mariska She says, I love you guys. Recently saw you in Chicago with my besties and we had a blast. My husband and I have been together for five years and married for two. I'm bisexual and back in July, we talked about having a threesome again. We had three before we got married and wanted to spice it up in the bedroom. I told him that I wanted him to find someone for us, but he said he didn't feel comfortable talking to another girl in that way and wanted me to find one. I told him the only rule I have is to tell me if he's looking for a girl so that if I find anything suspicious, I'd know what it is. So in August, I had a feeling that something wasn't right between the two of us. After searching through his phone when he was asleep, I discovered he had a kick account and was niggas are still on kick Right. <laughs> and was sexting another girl he met on Craigslist. When I confronted him about it, he said that he was just seeing if she was legit and didn't want to tell me until it was a for sure thing. We argued for days, but we made up. Days. Cut to the Thursday, two days before y'all show. Jesus. And something told me to make up a fake Craigslist ad to see if I got a reply from him.
2: Something told you that?
3: You just had that feeling, girl? (laughs) On Friday morning, I got a response with his name in the email. And to make sure it was him, I asked for his phone number. Lo and behold, this nigga replied with his real number. I texted him from a fake one and asked for a picture so I could 100% confirm it was him. And he did send it. I replied with a picture of me and said, Gotcha, I'm done. He blew up my phone with calls and texts to the point that I cut off my phone when I got home, this nigga said that he didn't reply to an ad, he didn't text this photo, and that his new iPhone eight must be hacked. All right. I told him that was the dumbest fucking lie I've ever heard. But I mean, it's I a agree. week later, and he's still sticking to his story. At this point, it's almost two weeks later.
2: Yeah, niggas, you got to break him or just leave. I want to they're file not, for. Di- are <laughs> not gonna give up.
3: I want to file for divorce, but I need to know that he's lying. So I don't divorce him if he's telling the truth. Girl, what? I always thought that hackers search for personal information for a financial gain. Sweetie. I think sweetie. this is dumb, but I think, but my love for him is making me dumb enough to give him the benefit of the doubt. Please help.
2: Sweetie, the odds of somebody, some random, girl,
3: random girl, hacker. You can't be...
2: Breaking into your man's phone and responding to your fake ad and sending you a photo <laughs> Pictures, of right! Like, the, that just, like, no, no sis, girl. he is lying to you. And that is a piss poor lie for someone who has things Like, he could have, like, right? I'm not even going to go over the list of better lies, because that's pointless. What I will say to you is that is definitely a lie. You know it's a lie. And don't even try and now start to convince yourself wow. that there's a possibility of it being true because the nigga sticking to her story. That's right. what i lie supposed to do. I like,
3: mean, and of all the stories, you really expect me to believe that somebody hacked into your nobody-ass phone and got... <laughs> And got on kick or whatever the fuck and was like, oh, this nigga is flirting with bitches on the internet. Let me go ahead and send his picture on his behalf. Especially when y'all just went through this like a month or so before that, girl.
2: And he wasn't hacked then. Right. But this time.
3: Then it was, oh, I'm just scouting girls out for us and I didn't want to tell you till it was serious. I I don't know why he didn't just say that again. First of all, but... Dumb, I guess, because they had argued about it for days. Maybe it was like a. You and know,
2: she was already like, I'm not about it. So it didn't make no sense.
3: It sounds like y'all need, just need to dead the whole threesome idea anyway. Because I kind of felt mean? like. You don't cheat on your ass. Well, right. First of all, if he wants to cheat, he's absolutely going to do it. So threesome or no threesome, it should be something you do because you want to, not because you think it will make your man stay or make him happy. Because fuck that. But, girl. I'm trying I'm trying to picture a nigga telling me to my face that that wasn't him who sent me the picture of him. And that wasn't him who texted me from his phone. It was just some randoms. Like, we don't even know who. Just, oh, people hacked me. And that happened. Girl, mm-mm, no, ma'am. You have to... I don't... I hope it's not love that has y'all feeling like that could even remotely be the case. But... No, ma'am. This is just a, a wretched situation. And I would probably divorce him. But I feel like my instinct is to always just leave situations where I feel like people are lying to me. He tried to give you an out in the beginning when he was like, you know, you should find the girl because I don't feel comfortable doing all that. And maybe had you just taken the responsibility on yourself, then it would have been something else. But now it sounds like, you know, he's just getting into Texting these girls, meeting women on Craigslist, which still seems, I don't know, Craigslist just seems like of all the options for online dating or hooking up or just fucking or whatever, Craigslist seems like one of the sketchiest. Maybe because of all the murders and stuff a while back, but I just don't trust it. It seems like he's
1: yeah, hell bent on. Yeah,
3: like doing anything on Craigslist, I feel like it just comes with. A, 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 a pretty good chance of something bad happening <laughs> Murder. Because <laughs> niggas is crazy. And so... That's how I feel. Yeah. It sounds like he's just gunning to go ahead and find him some outside pussy. And so do with that what you will. But if you believe that bullshit about somebody hacking into his phone, girl, I just... <laughs> There's a Tyrese out there <laughs> waiting for you something because this is just... That is absolutely outrageous. So please do not play yourself... Our last question comes from, uh, let's call him Zordon. He said he got an Xbox One S. Is that a thing? An Xbox One S? I think so. Okay. He said he got that a year ago and got some games and accessories and things for it. And then he heard you, Kid Fury Raven, about the PS4. Yes. And how you even convinced me to get one. So he also went out and got one a few months ago. He I says... Know. I love my (laughs) my PS4 and Mafia 3 and Horizon Zero Dawn and the Crash Bandicoot Trilogy so much that I barely even use my Xbox anymore and I just made the last payment on it. Mm. Now I saw that you both have the Switch and you both seem to like it. As a closet nerd and casual gamer, I've been hesitant to get a Switch, but I feel like I may have made up my mind. How do you guys like the system? Crystal, as the most casual of gamers, do you feel like you use your Switch enough to get more into it? And if you were me, would you sell the Xbox that's barely used anymore to pay for the Switch or keep it around since it just got paid off? Thanks, guys. I'm a huge fan. Zordon.
2: So, um, I, it's like we're right around the corner from Black Friday holiday season and all that stuff. Honestly, I would wait um, probably until the end of next month, early December, to go out and grab one because... I mean, it's probably gonna be harder to get one at that point. I mean, they're in stock all over the place right now, but I imagine that a lot of people are also probably waiting. But I would see if maybe there's some markdowns, at least you could get some. Do uh, those go kind of on sale for Black Friday? Those if they sisters? do, that they'll they'll they're usually small. Maybe <laughs> like they'll take like fifty dollars off yeah, of it or something like that. But I mean, it's still fifty dollars. That's a game. Right. So <laughs> right. I mean, you might wanna do that also. Um, I got mine, like, maybe a couple months in, so I felt like I didn't really have that much to play besides Zelda, but Zelda's big and long enough that... You
3: could buy Zelda and be done buying games for, like, six months, probably. Maybe longer.
2: Honestly, it's... <laughs> this whatever. game
3: is huge, nigga. Oh, but my like, God.
2: The new Super Mario comes out in less than 10 days, so there'll be that... Um, I think that there's like a Kirby and a Yoshi coming out and stuff like that. So Nintendo's definitely got the recipe. They know what they're doing. They don't um, worry about competing with PlayStation or Xbox because they know if you want to play Mario Kart, girl, <laughs> you got to
3: come to us. Like, it's, that's it. That's why I couldn't find no Mario games on my PS4.
2: Yes, girl, because you won't.
3: Oh, <laughs> like, that makes so much sense. Of I course. Yeah. Like, so... just
2: literally started doing stuff for, like, phones right um but yeah i mean if you want a mario kart or any of those classic games that are actually still pretty good then that's where you're going but they just were smart enough to make a console that's also like a mobile handheld device Mm -hmm. it's really great i think it's worth the money if you are into that sort of thing
3: yeah for me it's less about the games and more about how cool the system itself is like you can play it by itself or you can hook it up to the TV and you can like it the the console by itself is ready for like two people to play on it and it's so tiny so it just kind of blows my mind like I don't know maybe I'm just late on games and stuff but it's just crazy how No, that
2: was definitely pretty much a a gag. It's
3: wild, right? Like, I can literally take it on a plane and just play Zelda the whole time, like, for the entire flight, and I'm good. definitely done. Right. So, I just think it's really fun. I love the Link game. I love uh, Mario Kart, which I never was allowed to, or never did play, like, in my youth. So, it's super fun for me. But, you know, other than that, I don't know too much about games and systems and all that i'm just having a good time on it and i like that i can travel with it that's probably the thing for me because yeah. i could never take that playstation anywhere <laughs>
2: yeah i've never would mm-hmm.
3: never no that just, thing is no hell no
2: <laughs> i think i've taken my playstation with me back like down to miami when i went for the holidays one year or something like that and i think it was because a game had just came out and i was like i'm gonna be down there for like two weeks a week yeah and a half, like I'm going to just bring it.
3: But the Switch and even the dock, if you wanted to play on a TV in your that's, destination, they're yeah. tiny. You can just Very throw light. them in a, in a, in a carry-on and it's nothing. So right.
2: I would definitely, you know, look into getting one when you are ready or when you can as far as getting rid of your Xbox. I mean, I think that's up to you. I know that I've had an Xbox for almost two years now. And, I like, it's literally just sitting in a corner in my bedroom. I don't plug it in. I've been thinking about plugging it in for this game called Cuphead. That looks amazing and is like animated really beautifully, but mm-hmm. I mean it's up to you, sis. Whatever you want
3: to do. Yes. Good luck with your decision. Let us know how it goes. Hopefully you can find a really good sale on Black Friday, somebody, you know, slashing the prices on that. Um but yeah, send your questions too.
2: Always go online first. Don't like don't even bother standing in lines if you don't have to
3: oh well no when i said black friday i definitely meant the internet deals. Yeah. i would never advocate for anybody to go stand in line at walmart or so. <sighs> they don't even close now they just be like oh you still here from thanksgiving cool <laughs> the sale starts in 30 minutes like it's just that whole process is insane i've done that exactly once and i will never do that again i don't care how much money you save it's not worth it but yeah send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com and we'll be back
2: off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code space C E eight zero. Go get some help, talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. So we're back, and it is now time for the read.
3: It is. Do you have one this week?
2: Yeah, I do. First of all, I just wanted to say I know a lot of you are um, expecting coverage from from us over whatever the fuck it is that Hazel E and um, Tulip Rouge, whatever the other one's name is, are talking about today. I don't know if that was your read.
3: No, it is not. Because okay. I was I was trying to piece that story together and still couldn't find out where it even came from.
2: Um. You know, I understand that Hazel E.
3: deserves to be dragged, but... Yeah, from the screenshots I saw, she definitely does. Maybe I'll do that in Ohio. On the other hand, I just... Today, I'm, the way I feel,
2: you know... Today, tomorrow, really, for all time, I feel like the the real tragedy in this situation is that you're Hazel E. You know, like, that, <laughs> there's nothing sadder than that, honestly. You know, um, this attack on gays... Lord. because your boyfriend very clearly goes up with his legs up if you know what i'm saying and <laughs> you know the attack on dark-skinned women talking Run, about sorry this. mom you kept me away from these types of girls all my life you said they would hate me because i'm light-skinned but here here's the thing you're light-skinned Trish. but you're also still ugly you know what i'm saying so it doesn't like to the
3: bone bitch
2: like it's it so you know <laughs> it I don't,
3: permeates
2: I don't know what you're talking about, but I just I I, I wish that I can say I feel sorry for you, but you're so insignificant that I don't even have sympathy. You know, like, you know that you are Hazel E. And that means pretty much nothing. You can talk as much as you want to on Instagram or wherever Mona Scott will allow it. But you know that at the end of each and every day, you have to get in bed and be Hazel E. And that means nothing. Like, so, you know, as far as the gays burning in hell, like the Bible says or whatever, Frankly, I would much rather burn in hell than be you. So, right? I mean, <laughs> living a life as Hazel E seems like its own personal hell. You yeah. know that you look like an Easter Island statue. You know oh, that you look like God. the little man from the Pink Panther
3: cartoons. <laughs>
2: you know it you're aware of it you're disgusted by it like
3: not Easter Island
2: you d- destroyed your own nose to reconstructed, it and nose is so powerful it still looks the way that it does like you're horrible <laughs> you're horrible everything about you sucks like the game of life you lost before you started um, so I feel like you know that's the big issue here as far as Hazel E and you know her high bottom as far as they are Lord, concerned what a mess and I you know wish I could say I pity you with all disrespect, but I don't. I don't. I feel like, you know, you're sad.
3: Everything about that girl is just unfortunate women, as fuck.
2: The gays, like, dark-skinned women have a real-life actual struggle that they have to deal with just by being dark-skinned. Right. Gays have a real-life struggles that we have to deal with just by being gay. Right. But I still feel like it's a vacation, compared to being Hazley, So, (laughs) like, really, you should be out here begging people for, like, you know, funds or prayer or donations or (laughs) anything that can help, you know, because we know that when every season wraps, you have to give those people their clothes back. Like, you have to give them back their things. And, you know, that's what you should focus on. I'm really... Sorry that you can't, but... She
3: really thinks she's pretty because she's light-skinned. I think so. And I think her mama really did teach her that. Because Prob- her mama had on them raggedy-ass swap me color contacts on the show I knew right then. And I said, that explains everything. Every question I ever had about Hazel e is answered just looking at her mama's face. It's all right there. And her mama then acted like Rose Burgundy wasn't good enough for her daughter. And I wanted to say, who exactly do you think your daughter is? Like, this bitch is not... No, but she's not even the most popping bitch on this show. Like,
2: Your daughter looks like a less than sign.
3: She and Rose Burgundy are equally yoked. <laughs> that, that works. <laughs> Let them go be garbage together. That whole gays are trash and they gonna burn in hell and that he posted and then her talk about just like the Bible says. Well, that's okay. not what
2: you say when you unlock pictures for them on drugs.
3: All right. Okay. See, now I wasn't gonna do that. but.
2: So I'm just tired. Like, honestly, please. What I did want to say prior to Hazel E getting on everybody's nerves today is just that, you know, as um, I may not even be in the right mental, emotional place to say this. I want to really have it stick, but, um, I feel like as, uh, a gay man, um, I don't know if I should say openly or not, but openly. being someone that I'm being someone that is comfortable with being a gay man, okay. I feel like there's a certain amount of, um, free thinking maybe that comes with that just because I can't help it. Like, I know that, you know, there are different types of people in the world that just are who they are Mm -hmm. um, because I'm one. And I think that with that comes a lot of um, acceptance in allowing certain people to be who they are. If I can tell you're truly, genuinely being the person that God made you, I just, how can I have a problem with that, you know? I think that at a certain time, a lot of you other gays have to do the same thing for um, each other. It's really sad that still in twenty seventeen. Like okay, so I've said before that you know oppressed groups a lot, a lot of oppressed groups have a tendency to be cold to other groups. Okay, and I think that it's just like bullies that are bullied. In a way, you know, like, there's just, like, a lot of... I'm a lot more social than I was maybe two years ago. And that's more for me and, like, a decision that I've made to, like, at least maybe once a week go out and be among people. And... Brave. You know, I'm going to therapy, I'm healing, and it's fun. And also, like, I work very hard. I feel like I deserve to go to the club and dance and drink Hennessy because you do Donald Trump is president. I can afford it. I want to, I'm going to just, just being in different types of environments and things like that. I just noticed like there are still a lot of gays that are cold to like a certain type of gay, and I was just, like, okay, let me just say that if you are someone who looks at feminine gay men or fat gays or what is this, no fats, no fems, like you know what I'm saying? Like if you're if you look at like maybe gays that wear makeup or extensions or uh, feminine clothes, whatever they may be, or heels, or... whatever that even means, anything that isn't like um, straight passing, maybe. Okay. If you look at them as if oh, they're no like, word. "What's wrong with the community?" or "This is why we can't get certain amount of just like respect or whatever," like you might as well just be, you know, liking Hazely and Tulip Rouge's pictures. Oh, God. You might as well just be marching with people who say God hates fags because what is the difference? Like you, if if no one else should know better and should be you know, free-thinking enough to allow people to live in their truth and express themselves however the fuck they want to. Like, I don't really understand why. Like, don't get me wrong, you can be attracted to whoever you want to be attracted to. If you're not attracted to feminine men, that's your business. If you're not attracted to niggas who have, you know, like, long fingernails or, (laughs) I don't know, whatever, like, that's your business. I feel like you can just be attracted to whoever the fuck you want to be attracted to. But if you, like go out of your way to to spread negativity towards gay people that you feel like make it hard for you to be whatever dumbass that you are. Or if you, like, like, go out of your way to be shady or make these types of people uncomfortable, I just don't understand what the fuck it is you've even doing out of the closet, honestly. Like, it's bad enough that men who aren't comfortable enough with their homosexuality or bisexuality will do it. And I know that that also comes from a place of hurt. But, girl, if you in motherfucking Zara, like the rest of us, honey, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it don't matter what fucking accessories you buying or whatever the fuck you're doing in the club or on, you know, out in Soho or Harlem Food Bar or wherever the queens be at. Like, bitch,
3: <laughs> Harlem Food Bar.
2: Because you know that's like who goes there besides gays and hags? <laughs> Nobody. That's um, You know, it's like just... It's bad enough. It's hard enough. Just being who we are. And we're very clearly in a time where more and more bigots, uh, people of all kinds of prejudice are finding extreme comfort and coming directly up to you and, you know, saying you don't deserve any rights. Get out of my country, blah, blah, blah. So... We just don't have time for right. homophobia in the homosexual community. <laughs> and Oof. I mean I feel like I would have liked to say something like real poetic and and deep about it because I don't know that I've ever really addressed it before but I mean that's just how I feel. I feel like you know we have to start holding ourselves accountable for some of these things and We don't have to be friendly all of the time, because Lord knows that I'm not the friendliest person, but I know that I'm friendlier than a lot of you fags. So, like... I don't, Yeah, I don't even know. I don't get
3: shitting on people who share your sexual orientation and like share that same oppression with you. But like you said, it is something that you see even amongst black people, like those of us who are black and exactly. yet hate blackness.
2: exactly,
3: And discounted all the time or do like Steve Lacey and say that they would never date another black gay person or something like that. It's just like... What is that supposed
2: like? Why are you going? What does out that of do for anybody? Right to make things harder for your own community? It's very strange to me, but like, I don't know. That's it for me.
3: I mean, it's just it's a mess. And whenever whenever I come across stuff like that, like women who are not even just like I don't know about feminism because I understand feeling you know hesitant about white girl feminism and that Absolutely. way I get it, but women who are just like anti woman. And it's always so like the whole pick me mentality, like yeah. always like just performing everything for niggas. Like that doesn't, it's not going to make you the chosen woman who is like better than all the rest. Exactly. And when niggas tell you, Oh, you not like other females, like uh oh, every, all these other girls be doing this, 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 but you're way better than that. And you're way cooler. Like that's not, it's not a compliment. If men rock with me and women don't, something is wrong. Like I'm doing something wrong
1: <laughs> because
3: Absolutely. that should never be the case. But it also doesn't, it doesn't mean that you can be seen in society now as, like, that one cool woman who, like, sexism and misogyny and shit doesn't apply to anymore. And I think that's what they're looking for. They're looking to to cross over into that privilege or be accepted by that dominant group in society. And it's not going to happen. It's the same thing with gay niggas. Like, oh... It's fine to be gay, but y'all out here wearing wigs and and makeup and jewelry and all that is just keeping the rest of us from being respected. Like, if they don't want to respect you because you're gay, they're not they're going not to do going it.
2: They're not going to. It has nothing to do with what right. the next gay nigga is doing right. at all. And some of y'all are so busy, like trying to impress each other at the same time mm-hmm. like the very same time y'all want so badly to be recognized as being like just super lit in like fashion or acting or sports maybe or or whatever the fuck it is that you do if you don't make something up that you do or pretend that you do or whatever so it's right. like you are out here quietly like searching for acceptance and validation. And in the same time, you looking at other people like, oh, we'll see. And don't get me wrong, it's a lot of weirdos out here.
3: Oh, no, definitely.
2: In every realm, in every community. Like some shit is just strange. Like, what is that that you have on? (laughs) Like, I don't care that you're wearing boots. Those boots are odd. You know, like, and I get that. (laughs) You know, so I go sit up here like, I never see somebody walk into a house party or something and being like, so what was she thinking with that? But... I just feel like, you know, if you whatever your your tea is, whatever kind of of gay you are, whether you're masculine or feminine or you're in the gym eight times a week or you're, you know, at Popeye's eight times a week, like whatever it is that you're doing, you deserve respect. And I just feel like if nobody else has our back, we should be the ones who are checking ourselves and doing it. But I can't heal the world.
3: No, you can't do it. (laughs) And I'm reading this book called um oh my god what is it called these women are named Bessie and Sadie Delaney they are I think on 101 and 103 during the telling of this book and they're basically just talking about their lives but that was something that one of them said having our say is the name of the book I'm almost done with it but one of them ends a chapter by saying I had to decide then, you know, am I going to change the world or am I going to change me? Am I going to try to progress myself and hope that that, you know, influences other people in my community? You know, they're talking about being black, but it's the same sort of it's the same sort of idea. Like, I can't fix sexism and homophobia and transphobia and all the garbage in this terrible, terrible world. All I can do is my best to speak out against those things and advocate for progression and spread, like, the messages that I care about in same this world. Same shit that we
2: tell white people to do all the time. We're always telling but white people
3: But for some like... reason, niggas can never see their own privilege. Like, people can never acknowledge the ways that maybe they don't have it as hard as somebody else, because I would imagine when it comes to gay men specifically, because, of course, gays and lesbians do not have necessarily the same issues, but... Right masculine, so-called masculine presenting or straight passing gay men don't really have to deal with a lot of the overt homophobia and just like the straight up, you know, gay hatred, like Matthew Shepard type shit right. that them niggas, and they and they feel like, oh, well, the reason that I don't have to deal with the shit y'all deal with is because, you know, I put on a polo and khakis and, you know, some lugs or whatever niggas are wearing these days and I talk in my big boy voice and so nobody ever, you know, says anything homophobic to me. All you have to do is change who you are and dress and talk like me so nobody knows you're gay and then you can be gay. Like, what the fuck is that? People should be able to be who they are and right. not be targeted or harassed or killed for that shit. So I get what you're saying 100. It's 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 almost more frustrating because you expect it from straight people. Yeah, but when it's gay people who have internalized that message and then use it to shit on other gays, it's like really, nigga, you couldn't just I know that, you couldn't like, just let us live.
2: We're so used to, like, society not giving us our moment and being, like, ostracized even in the gay community. Just, like, look at the way that, like, mainstream American media especially looks at the white gay versus the black gay. We're mm. practically non-existent. Like, they eat right. up white gayness. Like, stereotypical gayness at that. But mm-hmm. when it comes to us, girl, please, white gays don't even give a fuck about us unless we giving them dick. So Well, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I get that we're kind of, like... I feel like it's been generations of black gay men who are kind of like, well, I got to make myself lit and I got to prove to the rest of these bitches that I am because nobody else is going to give me a spotlight. I feel like that's essentially where like ballroom culture was born and stuff like that. And I feel like it carries itself into just the, the way that a lot of us move and behave and and speak and what we say. And obviously that you should love yourself and be confident and all of that stuff too. But you If you're drawing your confidence from shitting on somebody else, then it's not even really confidence. It's just
3: bullshit. Right. So. Lies that you have internalized and you believe because you think they keep you safe. But when it comes right down to it, you still a gay nigga like the rest of them. Right. And homophobes. Are gonna be grossed out that you bending over for dick or giving dick to another nigga, regardless. So you might as well let go of that idea of being like the model gay who is accepted by dominant straight society. Fuck that. What? Fuck straight people. (laughs) Fuck. Fuck fuck trying to appeal to the people in power. So, all right. This week I'll,
2: I'll discuss. You know. Or oh, like a bottom appreciation month or something, because Yannick has got a twist
3: it. Twisted. Well, it really should be a thing whenever you decide for your bottom appreciation month. Like every Wednesday, you should come in with like little known bottom facts, I bottoms throughout history.
2: <sighs> Spoken word.
3: <or> something. <laughs> so uh, a few quick fuck yous this week. First of all, to Donald Trump. Of course, a lot has happened. You could really... Just spin the wheel and pick a story. But the worst one that I've seen um, over these past couple days has to do with the soldiers who were killed in um, Niger. Oh, boy. Uh, Earlier this month, Donald Trump, first of all, acted like he had called all of the victims' families, which he had not. But then he also wanted to drag Obama into it for no reason. It was like, you know, Obama never called any of the fallen soldiers, families and all this. And Eric Holder was like, okay, bitch, you've been lying a lot. And I'll be letting most of it slide, but that's what you won't do. Like, I've been on the phone. I've been in the White House. like, And you're lying about something that is so, all you have to do is Google it. And there are like so many pictures of President Obama with these people. So, but anyway, he finally did get around to calling, um, sergeant la David johnson's widow on okay. tuesday and he said to her according to representative frederica wilson from miami gardens amen. amen he said that he knew what he signed up for but when it happens it hurts anyway so he said this to this widow she is i want to say 24 or 25 years old she has a six-year-old a two-year-old, and she is pregnant with their third child. So this lady is literally bearing her husband while she is growing his baby and taking care of a six-year-old and a two-year-old, which is like entirely too much for me to imagine going through as a 25-year-old, first of all. Like that's just way too much grief. And if you see the picture of her, like, crying over his casket, it is absolutely heartbreaking. But to think of the president of the United States calling this girl and being like, well, bitch, that's the job. It's just like. <laughs> First of all, I read this really great. You should go on um, the Daily News because a former uh, military serviceman wrote a really great um essay about how, first of all, no, it's not what they sign up for. Almost nobody in the military actually anticipates dying. And apparently since 9-11, only one out of every 5,000 troops serving in Iraq or Afghanistan has died there. So no, they don't go off to these countries truly expecting that they're going to die. But if they do die, they expect that the military will, first of all, Try to figure out what the fuck went wrong. Like, where did we fuck up? How did we end up in a place where we lost lives? And that the president of the country that you gave your life for would would have maybe just the smallest slice of empathy for your fucking grieving pregnant widow. I want to play this clip from frederica wilson i hope i'm saying her name correctly but she went on tv to talk about this because of course donald trump was like oh you're lying that's a total fabrication right other people were in the room and that's not what happened and frederica who reminds me a lot of maxine waters same is wearing a bedazzled cowboy hat in this clip so don't ever get it twisted about her (laughs) let me see can i pull it up oh my god it's so good
1: President Trump is now responding to the controversy involving his call to the widow of one of the fallen U.S. soldiers killed in Niger, his tweet reads: "Democrat Congresswoman, totally fabricated what I said to the wife of a soldier who died in action, and I have proof." Sad. Yeah, right, nigger. Frederica Wilson joins us. Yes, now ma'am. You
3: have to see this Good lady. Morning.
1: I know this is the first time that you're hearing the president's tweet read to you. So when he says that you've totally fabricated, what he said to the wife of the soldier, and he has proof. What's your response? Well, I, I don't know what kind of proof he could be talking about. Uh, I'm not the only
3: person that was in the car. And uh, I have proof too. This man is a sick man. Say it. Uh, He's cold-hearted and he feels no pity or sympathy for anyone. This is a grieving widow. Thank a you, grieving girl. widow who is six months pregnant.
1: This is a young woman. He's only 24 years old. He weighs maybe... 100.
3: Anyway, you get it. She continued to drag during her appearance. But I just feel like if it comes down to trusting the word of Miss Wilson versus Donald Trump, who literally never skips an, an occasion to lie, I'm going to no go ahead and ride with her.
2: Page is dedicated to all of, all his lies. of the lies. All of the lies, right. I'm like, just going to go with the
3: Journalists on. literally spend all day fact-checking his lies. He said he donated like $5 million to... All these different people and the Times was like, we could only verify 800,000 of that. He told somebody else's, a soldier's father, that he was going to give him $25,000. Never followed through on that. It's like, it just doesn't. And now the whole Obama thing, he's like, oh, well, I think maybe sometimes he did and sometimes he didn't. I don't know. I'm just saying what I was told. What? You're the fucking president. You mean to tell me you can't actually get facts straight before you open your big stupid ass mouth?
2: Facts you can look up on our search engine. Facts
3: that. Literally, the rest of us—we all have computers in our pockets. We know how to do it. How come you can't do it? Speaking of knowing facts before you open your big stupid mouth, also want to say fuck you to Donna Karen and what the, the hell
2: did Donna Karen do?
3: Well, you know this whole Harvey Weinstein thing oh. is really fucking nuts. There are forty women now who have come out to accuse Harvey Weinstein of like touching them inappropriately, suggesting things like the charges go from stuff that that is a, that that. I don't want to say small, but like compared to like rape and stuff, it's just like it runs the gamut. Yeah. The accusations like are Subtle or terrible. smaller things. So like- she uh, was, I think she was on a red carpet. Yeah, she was on a red carpet and somebody asked her, you know. This whole Harvey Weinstein thing, was up? And she said, how do we display ourselves? How do we present ourselves as women? What are we asking? Are we asking for it, you know, by presenting all the sensuality and all the sexuality? Such a- it's not Harvey Weinstein. You look at everything all over the world today and how women are dressing and, you know, what they're asking for by just presenting themselves the way they do. What are they asking for? Trouble. Bitch, she sounds just like Blossom which I don't, I can't pronounce. I want to say her name is Mayim. I don't know how you say her real name, but she, Blossom, because that's who she is to me.
2: Yeah, that's what I call
3: her. Or the girl from, what's that nerd show? The Big Bang Bang Theory. Theory. Right, or that one. And I thought that I could rock with her because she seemed to be like genuinely smart and like all about facts and that sort of thing. But she wrote this whole opinion piece for The Times and it was saying, it was... It was weird. I don't recommend that you go read it. But she came back to this same point that Donna Karen is making, which is, you know, I've never been sexually harassed or anything like that because I'm ugly and people don't find me attractive and I don't flirt with men and I dress super modestly. And so maybe if the rest of you hoes would put some panties and some pants on, then nobody would. Sexually assault and if you're
2: you. You're ugly too. Let me let <laughs> tell you. So you don't have to get in a car with someone to be loved. I'm like, what? What the fuck are you talking?
3: What about, What the fuck are you talking about, Blossom? <laughs> yes, girl. The fact is that. A woman not wearing clothes or wearing clothes or dressing in a way that you think is modest or not flirting with men or not getting in the car with men. There's no set of precautions where it's like, all you have to do is do this and you'll never be sexually assaulted or raped again. Because if that was the case, bitch, we would all be following that plan. Duh. But the thing is, most of us have figured out that these men are garbage. They're going to do with their dicks what they want. And if what they choose to do is something awful to a woman... At no point should she be blamed in any capacity for that. I'm really tired of the notion that there's something wrong with the victims and all they had to do was victim in a different way. It's so antiquated. And it wouldn't, right. First of all, I it's old as shit. Like, still do that. is this from the 1950s? What is right. this talking about? Zip your dress up all the way and make sure your legs are crossed. And I'm never flirtatious with certain men and I never wear, you know, risque clothing and this sort of thing. And I never do this and that. And I would never go to a meeting in hotel rooms. Well, first of all, meetings happen in hotels and hotel rooms all the time. Like, Every fucking day somebody is having a meeting in a place like a hotel because it's very damn common. But even if you do agree to go to a meeting in a hotel room, that does not mean gross-ass Harvey Weinstein has the right to rape you, bitch. What is that? The whole
2: thing. And I don't think that anybody is ever like, ooh, I could be raped in this situation, but let me— Like, I don't think that anybody (laughs) goes to a meeting in a hotel room expecting, oh, maybe this guy's going to, like, us. I
3: mean, it's Harvey fucking Weinstein, like Cara Delevingne. I think that's how you say her name. Like, she said it was like— This man is fucking major. He has made all these huge ass movies that are, you know, Oscar winners and all this shit. Mm -hmm. He's not a person that most people would turn down a meeting with because he can make or break your career. So it's just like... I don't know. It's kind of like if you wanted to have a talk show and Oprah was like, hey, you want to (laughs) come to like a a talk show development meeting or something? Bitch, why wouldn't you go? Like, right. right, Of course you would. But you don't expect Oprah to then turn around and sexually assault you because that don't make no fucking sense. And that's not what you came for. Like, I came to talk about the movie. So why are we talking about something else? Why are you asking me, can can I come in here and watch you shower? Which why would anybody want to do that? Or, you know, let's get some massages and let me massage you and all this shit. It's just stop blaming women for the shit that men do to them. Please do that. And for rich, famous women to publicly make these statements only makes the women. First of all, it makes actual victims feel worse all you're doing is shitting on their experience like oh well you could have done something to prevent this from happening to you Mm -hmm. so really it's your fault and then you're telling women like this whole ugly girl thing is like, okay. so let's say I am, you know, unattractive or my facial features aren't proportionate or whatever. I'm not considered attractive in society. Does that mean that if I'm sexually assaulted or raped, all of a sudden I shouldn't say nothing or, you know, how is that going to make me feel like I shouldn't say something because nobody is going to believe me anyway, because my ugly ass would have never been desirable enough to be assaulted or I was too fat to be raped or something like that, which is the sort of thing I hear all the time. Like, with ushers that girl who accused usher of giving her herpes and Mm -hmm. all that because she was so big people were like i don't even believe that usher would fuck somebody that fat or if he did fuck a big girl she ought to just be glad she got some dick i don't care if it was you know sick dick or not like nigga what y'all really stupid there's nothing you don't deserve it regardless i think that's what i'm trying to say and anything that makes victims feel like They can't speak out. They can't expose these men. Like it's been this unknown Hollywood secret unknown known that every fucking body, as we can see now, has been knowing about four years and people don't talk about it because of the comments from people like you that make them feel like their pain isn't real or they did something to deserve it. So fuck the both of you. Exactly. That's really all I have to say about it. Y'all are just garbage for that. And I know both of them have come back, you know, with their little thin apologies or whatever, but you already said it. It's already out there. And I'm just tired. I'm tired of women having to deal with the shit they go through and then be responsible for like, exposing the men who did it and teaching everybody to do better and then fighting other women like, no, bitch, I'm a victim here. And don't blame me for something that a man did to me. It's so much
2: simpler for you to just say, hey, men, stop assaulting women. Stop. Stop behaving as if a woman owes you something or women should just deal with being sexually harassed because that's just how men are. Like, it just seems like it's simpler to cut things off at the roots than to attack the victims or whatever because they should have known better or they shouldn't have put themselves in whatever kind of position. Like, that is something that's so, like, historically dumb at this point that it's, like, at this point you might as well just say I love rape.
3: I mean, because it doesn't take a rocket scientist to look back at these things and be like, oh, actually, Women are sexually assaulted every fucking day wearing a lot of different like you could be wearing a sweater and jeans. And if a gross, creepy nigga catches you at the wrong moment, that's what it is. It doesn't so, matter what you right, or what you have on. I don't know. Right. It doesn't have to say that. Ugly girls get raped. Pretty girls. It happens to it happens. It happens. Let's focus on teaching men to not be this way and holding them accountable for their bullshit. Tell, instead of telling women that they need to put on different clothes. That doesn't fix
2: anything. The first thing I thought of when I heard about this story is the fact that, like the first thing I heard uh, about it from it was not even Rose McGowan. It was um, um It was a story when I heard that Gwyneth Paltrow um was harassed by him or whatever, he tried to invite her someplace or something. For Brad, the
3: massages.
2: Yeah, Brad yeah. Pitt had to step in because they were dating. They at were the dating time back then, yeah. And be like, bro, you better calm the fuck down, or whatever he said to her. And I was like. This has been happening so long that it just reminded me that Gwyneth Paltrow and Brad Pitt were dating. Because <laughs> I could, <laughs> like, completely forgot about all of that. So right. the fact that it is, this has been something that this man has been doing to so many women, there are probably more that still ain't said nothing. Right. and That's
3: only 40 that have
2: come out. Like, why don't you ever ask, your, like, you don't ask yourself, how so many women for for such a long time could have been experiencing the same thing and didn't say anything. I wonder why. I wonder, never
3: And didn't we just do this with Bill Cosby? Exactly. So uh, I just, I don't know. Don't get me started on Rose McGowan because she got on my nerves too with that whole replace women with the N-word and see how this sounds type of thing. But I I choose to believe that they're focusing on the good, I don't know. There was a
2: lot that came with this whole boycott. There was a lot. Oh, and All of that.
3: A one day boycott. The fuck was that going to do? The fuck was that going to do? I still don't know.
2: On a Friday. <laughs> Shut up. Like, you know, like, see, and you know, I just, like, for a lot of it, I was just like, you know what? Bigger picture. I'm going to be quiet.
3: Let's boycott Some Twitter for the rest of nerves. the year and see what that does. Or, you know, I mean, Anyway, don't get me started on all that. Jamel Hill is on vacation from her job right now because she tweeted the truth. But anyway, I'm done. I'll save that for Ohio State. Um, that wraps up this week's episode of The Read. Thanks again to Sonos for supporting this week's episode. Sonos lets you have pulse-pounding sound in any room or every room all at once and you can add your existing music services or discover something new, whether it's curated or on-demand, free or subscription-based. Sonos has you covered with an With access to a growing list of music services and their simple app lets you control everything all in one place. Sonos brings all your music together. So check them out. Very high quality stuff over there. Kid Fury, any news from you this week?
2: Yes, Trilloween is just around the corner. If you don't have tickets yet, you can go to Triloween.com to get them. If you're in the New York area or D.C. area, it is October 27th and 28th, respectively. And come out. It's going to be
3: a great time. And it's going to be a good time. Um, Ohio State University, we will see you tomorrow. You do need a Buck ID to get in. To the show. So um, please check out your student activities. (laughs) I'm trying to think of like how colleges work. Yeah, I don't, I have no idea. Um, Go to ouab.osu.edu for information on how to get tickets. You do need a ticket to get in, and you need a Buck ID to get a ticket. So if you don't already know, um, we will see you guys there. I want to um, thank the CultureCon for having me at their event. Thank you, Tannis, for inviting me. Um, I had a great time. Oh wow, it's right here on Essence. My name—that's crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a conference, as they say here, created to inspire and embolden changemakers. It was a bunch of um, talking to like a lot of I think younger people who are entrepreneurial, like minded and heading in that direction and just kind of like getting together to talk spike lee did a lot um so thank you guys for having me there Uh, and also i will be appearing with my good friends over at last name basis excuse me at their um first live show let me see if i have the details on when that will be i know it's next month but hmm, where is that probably should have been more prepared
2: um, it is, no, I'm just as lost as
3: you are,
2: actually.
3: 11-21. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. So, yes, very first live show on November 21st with uh, Francesca and her husband. Cannot rate. oh cannot rate. Cannot wait. So, uh, check out Last Name Basis for more details on how to get tickets and come out. It's going to be a good time. Me and Fran are always cutting up and all that. So, yeah, come out. Anything else? this week
2: um congratulations to um Desus and marrow for their nba deal whatever that is or espn
3: oh yeah yeah yeah! i saw that on instagram i didn't see the details but yeah these so, and marrow out here really doing it they're on the second season of their show congratulations my so niggas those
2: of you who watch balls
3: that should be a good time <laughs> you love balls um but that's it for me
0: Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.